With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, and welcome to the Saturday, November 26, 2022, the game edition of the Land Grant Holy Land Tailgate Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Tamanini. Every Ohio State football game day this season, I will be kicking off your morning with all of the details that you need to be prepared for that day's contest, whether you're watching from your couch, at a sports bar, or if you're cheering on the Buckeyes from inside the stadium. This afternoon at the Cathedral of College Football, head coach Ryan Day's second-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes will take on their rivals, the third-ranked Mitten State Weasels, coached by him, Jarball. Both teams enter the game with identical 11-0 records, with the winner of the contest representing the Big Ten East in the conference championship game in Indianapolis next weekend. And while the loser will still be alive for a berth, the winner will essentially be guaranteed a spot in the college football playoff. Unsurprisingly, the game will be Fox's big noon game of the week, meaning that on the call will be Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt will provide color commentary, and the human tear factory Tom Rinaldi will be reporting from the sidelines as the All-American woman Jenny Taft is in Qatar working the World Cup. As always, the game can be heard on both 97.1 FM and 1460 AM, where the best in the business, the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels, will be on the call, along with Ohio State and NFL legend Jim Lachey supplying color commentary and Matt Andrews on the sideline reporting. Of course, Fox's big noon kickoff will be on hand, meaning that Rob Stone, Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart, Columbus native Brady Quinn, and former Ohio State coach Urban Meyer will be setting up shop outside RPAC for the pregame show, kicking off at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And not to be outdone, ESPN's College Game Day will also be in town. They will be on the other side of the stadium, setting up on the South Lawn outside of St. John Arena. Their show will begin on ESPN at 9 a.m. As of recording time, the forecast shows 49 degrees under sunny skies in Columbus at kickoff, with temperatures climbing into the mid-50s during the game. There is a 0% chance of precipitation, with winds around 5 to 8 miles per hour coming from the south-southwest. Certainly not the forecast that the corn and blue fans have been hoping for, considering the fact that they think Ohio State can't play in the snow. If you are heading to the game today, maybe jot down this information. The Horseshoe's Wi-Fi password for non-students, faculty, and staff is OSU Fan Wi-Fi. That is lowercase OSU, capital F, lowercase A-N, capital W, lowercase I-Fi. As always, Ohio Stadium gates will open two hours before kickoff, so at 10 a.m. this morning. The doors to St. John Arena will open four hours prior to kick, or at 11 a.m. if you would like to make your way inside to get the best seats possible, for the Skull Session before the band's festivities get underway at 9.40. Starting at 9 a.m., FanFest will open on the South Lawn outside of St. John Arena around game day's set. Today's ramp entrance will commence at 11.35, five minutes earlier than normal, followed by a traditional pregame script Ohio. Of course, they are pushing things up a little bit because of the senior day activities that will happen before the game. At halftime, put on your best beret and grab a baguette, as the best damn band in the land's halftime show will be Finis à la Bacay. You're welcome. 
Even though sports betting will not be legal in Ohio until January 1st, let's turn our attention to the lines for today's game, which opened with Ohio State as 10-point favorites, according to DraftKings Sportsbook. But... That number dropped almost immediately to 8.5, then down to 7.5, but now it is back to 8 points. The total points line has been set at 55.5. The Corn and Blues money line is plus 255, while Ohio State's is at minus 305, meaning that if you bet $100 on the Harboys to win straight up and they do pull the upset, you win 255 bucks. However, if you want to win $100 by picking the Buckeyes to win, and they do, you will have to bet 305. One of the major stories of the game will be who plays at running back for both teams. On the visitors' side, their Heisman Trophy candidate Blake Corm was injured on one of the last plays of the first half against Illinois last week and came back for only a single play after the intermission. Their other dynamic tailback Donovan Edwards missed the game against the Illini with an injured hand. Corum's status for the game is unknown at this point, although Edwards is expected to play. For the Buckeyes, Travion Henderson rushed for only 1.7 yards per carry last week against Maryland and didn't factor into the game plan in the second half. Mayan Williams missed the game against the Terps and was last seen on the sideline following the Indiana game on crutches and in a walking boot. Word around the program is that Williams, though, is more likely to feature in the offense this week, although true freshman Dallin Hayden is expected to be the primary rusher. Unsurprisingly, with Screech Powers' cousin as their head coach, the Ann Arbor Skunk Bears are a run-first offense, so if Corum and Edwards are not 100%, that will significantly impact their ability to move the ball. That team up north comes into the game with the number five rushing attack in the country, averaging 243.8 yards per game on over 44 and a quarter rushing attempts per contest. Corum has rushed for 1,457 yards and 18 touchdowns, while Edwards has gone for 471 and four. Starting quarterback J.J. McCarthy is also a capable runner, having accounted for 213 non-sack adjusted yards this season. And for the fighting ferret's sake, it's a good thing that Jimbo's hand-picked QB can run because he's not really shown an ability to pass as of yet. McCarthy is averaging just under 177 and a half yards per game passing, and the Muskrat's passing offense comes in at 98th nationally. Now let's take a look at the series history between these two teams. Though the Weasels own an all-time record in the rivalry of 59-51-6, since Woody Hayes took over the Buckeye program in 1951, they are 28-40-2. Furthermore, since Jim Tressel became the OSU coach in 2001, the Buckeyes have a startling 17-3 record in the series. OSU is also 51-47-4 against that team up north in Big Ten Conference games, and Captain Khakis is 1-5 since taking over the reins at his alma mater. So, the last two times that the Nervous Chickens have won the game, as they unfortunately did last year, the Buckeyes have won the next seven and then eight games respectively. So, if we are following a pattern that history has shown us, that means that not only will Ohio State win today, but they will go on a nine-game winning streak. Which, I would prefer like a 20-25 to 25 game win streak, but I will take nine at this point. Okay, after a quick break, we will continue today's show with the game's advanced analytics, the rest of the college football schedule, and predictions for today's outcome.
welcome back. Okay, let's take a look at the advanced analytics. The Buckeyes remain number two in the SP Plus rankings from ESPN's Bill Connolly. OSU is the fourth ranked offense and 10th ranked defense and the 12th ranked special teams, which makes no sense to me whatsoever considering all the struggles that they've had, especially catching punts this year, but what do I know? The Mitten Men come in at number three, according to SP Plus, with the 28th ranked offense and the fourth ranked defense. They have an pretty much identical 13th ranked special teams. Connolly's model projects OSU to win by a score of 28 to 22. That would be an under and not a cover, which is pretty much standard operating procedure from SP Plus if you're using it for betting purposes. Connolly's model does give the Buckeyes a 62% win probability. ESPN's Football Power Index, a different analytic system from the worldwide leader than Connolly's SP Plus, has Ohio State as the number two team in the country and gives the Buckeyes a 66.2% chance not just to win this game, but to finish the regular season undefeated and then win the conference title. The formula also gives the Buckeyes a 33.1% chance to win the national title. Only the Georgia Bulldogs have better odds at just over 40%. In fact, the only other team with better than a double-digit chance to win the title, according to FPI, is the number four Michigan Wolverines at 14.5%. Friends of the show, the college football nerds, put this game into their model and the computer spit out a score of 28 to 26 in favor of the Buckeyes. However, Daniel went with the Bucks 31 to 17 and Josh went 34 21, of course, both in favor of the Scarlet and Gray. And finally, the most fun predictions model that we look at every week, the NCAA Game Simulator, spits out an average score of 29.6 points for the Buckeyes to 22.3 for the Meerkats, thanks to 7,759 simulations as of recording time. The simulator shows 22.6% of the simulated games were decided by less than 5 points, and only 3.2% went to overtime. Keep in mind that these numbers are almost identical to those projected for the Buckeyes game against Penn State this season, which of course OSU won 44-31. The simulator has Ohio State winning 67.9% of the games today, and winning by more than 20 points in 23% of the time. Conversely, they have the pompous princes winning by more than 20 points in just 4.8% of the nearly 8,000 sims. Now, before we get into my prediction for the game, I want to run through some of the biggest non-Buckeye V winged helmet wingnuts games of the day. Of course, all times are Columbus time. Not that you'll need anything to keep you entertained during the noon window, but for playoff purposes, you might want to keep an eye on ABC as number eight Clemson hosts rival South Carolina, who absolutely obliterated Tennessee's playoff chances last week and will look to do the same today. At 3.30 in a completely meaningless rivalry game, CBS will broadcast the Iron Bowl between number seven Alabama and Auburn. Over on ABC, number nine Oregon will visit number 21 Oregon State. At 4 on Fox, number 4 TCU will look to remain undefeated as they host Iowa State. Then at 7.30 on ABC, a game with major CFP ramifications will be the number 15 Notre Dame Fighting Irish taking on number 6 USC from Southern California. If USC wins today and then beats either Oregon or Utah in the Pac-12 championship game, of course coupled with last week's win over UCLA, they will essentially be in the playoff. So while the Buckeyes are clearly going to win today, obvi, if TCU and USC win out, that would be tough for the loser of today's game at the Horseshoe to sneak into the Final Four with one loss. But fortunately, Ohio State won't have to worry about that because let's get back into the Buckeyes and my predictions for today's game. 
Call it homerism or blind allegiance or willful disillusionment. But the more the week has gone on, the more I have been coming around to pick a pretty significantly big victory for the Buckeyes. Of course, a lot of that depends on the health of Blake Corum. I, I think that there is no doubt that he will suit up today and will likely go through warmups at least, but whether or not he actually plays is yet to be seen. But more importantly than that, it's actually how close to 100% he really is that will be the determining factor. We have seen the diminishing returns of playing banged up running backs this season with our own running backs. The replay of the injury from last week seemed to indicate some sort of hyperextension of his knee, which could be relatively minor, I suppose, or could be fairly significant. There have been rumblings from that state up north that he is not going to play, and then there have been whispers that he's going to be probable for the game. So trying to read the tea leaves at this point is probably a fool's errand, especially since Jimbo is probably sending out some disinformation just to mess with the Buckeyes anyway. Nonetheless, I am going to assume that he plays, but is not his normal Heisman level self, giving the Buckeyes a huge advantage. I also think that defensive coordinator Jim Knowles will scheme something up to keep McCarthy from regularly gashing the Buckeye defense with his legs, while the Weasels will certainly have some big plays. If Blake Corum is not the Blake Corum who has put up nearly 1,500 yards this season, I struggle to find a high-functioning offense from that team up north. On the other side of the ball, Ohio State essentially moved the ball through the air at will against their rivals last season, with that team up north's pass rush being the one thing that prevented C.J. Stroud from dominating. Their two best pass rushers last season, Aiden Hutchinson, who had three sacks against the Buckeyes, and David Ajabo, who had the team's fourth, are now both gone. And while the Skunk Bears defensive line is still good, tied with Ohio State for 21st nationally, with 31 sacks coming into this weekend, it's not the game-wrecking unit that it was last year. Of course, we'll want to keep an eye on Ohio State's right guard, though. Starter Matt Jones was carted off of the field last week and is expected to be replaced in the lineup by Enoch Vamahi in the biggest high-pressure spot of his career. Nonetheless, I think that the line will protect Stroud more than enough today and allow him to seal his Heisman Trophy. I wrote earlier in the week that I think Ryan Day is going to pull out every creative, inventive thing that he possibly can for this game. It will go against the conservative, we want to be tough tendencies that he's called games with all season. I think Stroud's going to have a monster game. I think he's going to go 22 for 29 for 400 yards and five touchdowns. Two to Marvin Harrison Jr. and one apiece for Emeka Ibuka, Julian Fleming, and Cade Stover. Dallin Hayden will be a change of pace out of the backfield, but Day will finally play into his offensive strengths and get the ball out of Stroud's hand quickly to negate the pass rush. Ultimately, I'm going Ohio State 41, the corn and blue 17. All right, that's all that we have for you today. As always, Land Grant Holy Land will have you covered before, during, and after the game. I will be mashing buttons on Twitter during the contest, so please follow and share your thoughts at LandGrant33. You can also follow me personally at BWWMatt. So, with all of that out of the way, thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon, and as always, Go Bucks.